Return of the Prometheans. Several years after the collapse of the portal at the end of the war, humanity had accepted the Master Chief's death as a matter of history. Neither the Spartan nor Cortana had been found since the aft section of Forward Unto Dawn went missing. In the aftermath, however, data retrieved from the Dawn's internal systems showed that while the Chief was on the Ark installation, he encountered several terminals. Conduits that accessed ancient Forerunner records. From these records, stories emerged, shedding light on the Forerunner's final days before the activation of Halo. Although rightly assuming that the accounts were incomplete, ONI scientists realized that the forerunners called the Didact and the Librarian were central pieces in the endgame that resulted in the activation of the Array. What they could not possibly know was that brooding silently in a cryptum at the center of a remote shield world and guarded by the Promethean Knights he had created to destroy the Flood, the Didact had seethed for a hundred thousand years. The Forerunner Commander was patiently biding his time, refusing to bow to the Librarian's discipline, and rejecting her judgment that humanity was the rightful heir to the Mantle. After sealing her husband's cryptum, the librarian ventured to Erde Tyrene, sacrificing her own ship to build the very portal artifact humanity would use a hundred thousand years later to reach the Ark. This act had cut off her route to safety, condemning her to the fate of the rest of the galaxy, Halo. To the librarian, this was worthwhile because it gave the humans direct access to the technology they would need to rise. They were chosen to become reclaimers, heirs of all that the Forerunners had left behind. The mantle of responsibility would soon be gifted to them. Hidden from sight, however, would be the dark price for such a burden. What did it mean to bear the mantle? In remote corners of Sangheli space, other threats brooded. Julum Dama's military force had grown to an impressive size, gathering remnants of the former Covenant to the elite frontier world of Hesturos. It was here that a renewed Covenant was born, dedicated to awakening the Diadect, the forerunner they knew had both the means and the will to obliterate humankind. This single fact is what drove Joel Dama and his followers in the years ahead, waiting patiently for an opportunity to release their unstoppable ally from his imprisonment. The first signs of the trials to come were seen during the excavation of the composer from Gamma Halo in 2557. This artifact, once used by the Diadect as a weapon against humanity, had been hidden on the ring world by his wife, the librarian. Yet those who excavated the Forerunner machine knew nothing about its insidious past or the dark future that lay ahead of it. Tens of millions died during the fall of Reach and millions more perished when the Covenant Armada turned its attention to the other colonies in the Epsilon Eridani system. The survivors escaped on random slipspace vectors in the hope that they could regroup and eventually make their way to the Sol system. One of the ships that did make it was the civilian transport Floral Express which arrived at Earth carrying two dozen evacuees from Tribute and the location of another Halo installation. 
Though heavily damaged, the Floral Express had made an emergency slipspace jump, randomly reaching Capre, a star system located in unexplored space. In October 2552, the Express arrived at the edge of the system and began repairs. Their furtive scans revealed no Covenant pursuers, but anomalies were detected within the star system. With the ship fixed, the crew returned to Earth, where they were there detained by ONI for possible violations of the Cole Protocol. Analysis of the vessel's flight records revealed that the largest anomaly sensor signature was a close match to those of the Halo installations recorded by Cortana. Armed with what little information was available, ONI contacted Pioneer teams and redirected them to the Capre system. The first teams identified the anomaly as Installation 03 and moved to locate the Halo's library in order to recover its activation index. Unable to return to Earth during the Covenant assault, and lacking necessary force of arms to remain on the ring surface, the ONI team settled in for long-term habitation in a makeshift orbital base the explorers named Ivanov Station. The station was expanded into a permanent UNSC facility shortly after the end of the war. Ivanov's expedition secured many artifacts from the ring, but the most important was not discovered until early 2557, when a routine seismological survey uncovered a massive but inactive slipspace portal network on an inhospitable section of the ring. At the center of this site was a forerunner monolith buried beneath the ring's surface. Extraordinarily powerful gravity anchors and combative sentinel drones prevented its excavation until months later when the Infinity arrived to provide troops, equipment, and thruster power. The artifact, which the forerunners referred to as the Composer, was successfully decoupled from its mooring and locked within Ivanov Station for study. During early tests, the scientists' scans unwittingly trigger the device. All personnel within 100 meters of the artifact were seemingly vaporized, and a beacon signal was activated. The UNSC ordered Infinity to investigate the signal's destination, a star system the forerunners had called Epilogue. The Infinity picked up a faint distress call coming from within the star system, near an object they would soon identify as another Forerunner shield world. Remarkably, the call was prefaced by prioritization code V05-3-S0117, the Forward Unto Dawn, which carried both the Master Chief and Cortana, had been found. When she locked her husband away in the shield world of Requiem, the librarian had hoped the didact would meditate on and learn from his past sins. But time did not reduce the legendary forerunner's wrath. For a hundred thousand years he brooded in darkness, testing the limits of his prison, nursing his grievance against the species his wife had supported as inheritors of the mantle humanity. When the Ark's portal collapsed, the aft section of Forward Unto Dawn was mysteriously redirected by an outside force to a point inside the distant epilogue system on a course that would bring it near Requiem. This was the shield world in which the librarian had imprisoned the forerunner commander known as the Diadact for his crimes against ancient humanity. Eventually, the dawn drew near to Requiem and came to the attention of the Covenant faction led by Jewel Umdama, 
who had been desperately seeking entry into the S.H.I.E.L.D. world since 2554. Awakened from its long slumber, Requiem's systems flared to life at the approach of the Dawn and its passenger, a human who fit the Reclaimer profile. After aggressively scanning the derelict vessel and the Master Chief, Requiem's maw opened for the first time in over a hundred thousand years, drawing in the broken dawn and destroying several of Mdama's vessels that had ventured too close. The Master Chief and Cortana found themselves stranded inside the shield world while the surviving Covenant forces established footholds at key locations. Shortly after, the UNSC Infinity also arrived, having followed the signal from Gamma Halo's excavated artifact. It quickly detected Cortana's distress beacon from the dawn. Unable to warn Infinity of Requiem's danger, the Master Chief and Cortana sought what they assumed to be a forerunner communications relay at the heart of the world's many habitat layers. This proved to be a trap, however. The relay was revealed to be the Diadax Ancient Cryptum, a prison that could only be opened by a reclaimer. The Master Chief had unwittingly been brought here to release humanity's greatest enemy. The Awakened Forerunner took control of the Covenant, as well as the Promethean forces he had created long ago with the Composer the very war crime that had resulted in his imprisonment. Now free, the Diadact made his goal clear. He intended to end the threat of humanity once and for all. The Master Chief and Cortana were forced to pursue the Diadact as he acquired the Composer and prepared to use the weapon against Earth. During their siege of his warship Mantle's approach, Cortana sacrificed her own life, not only to save Earth from the devastation of the Composer, but also to protect the Chief from her own impending insanity. The curse of all smart AIs, known as Rampancy. After seven years, human-created AIs become increasingly unstable, and if left unchecked, posed great risk to those around them. For this reason, Cortana spent the last moments of her life stopping the Didact and bringing an end to the Forerunner's assault, ensuring the Chief's safety. After a series of battles with the Didact's Covenant and Promethean forces, Infinity's captain, Andrew Del Rio made the decision to leave Requiem and return with reinforcements capable of stopping the newfound threat. Given the damage and casualties the ship had sustained, this was the prudent choice, but it meant abandoning the Master Chief and Cortana to face the Didact alone. With Cortana entering the final throes of rampancy, the chief took the AI against the captain's orders and pursued the Didact in hopes of preventing the Forerunner's departure. However, Cortana's impending breakdown interfered with the pair's efforts, and the Didact was able to leave Requiem on his warship Mantle's approach. During their mission, the Master Chief was somehow able to communicate with the stored essence of the Librarian, who explained that she had placed dormant abilities within the genetic lineage of humankind, the Reclaimers. The Ancient Forerunner then activated those abilities within the Master Chief, recounting the history of her husband's vendetta against the human species. The Didact made for Ivanov Station, which held the composer the humans had recovered from Gamma Halo. 
he intended to resurrect his fallen empire by turning the composer on humankind, transforming them into new Promethean warriors. Hiding within the Diadax fleet, the Master Chief sought an opportunity to stop the Forerunner as they closed in on the human research facility. Despite the bravery of the station's defenders, the Forerunner acquired the composer and turned it on the very humans who had been studying it. The artifact killed the station crew, transforming their essences into Promethean Knights. The Didact then left for Earth. Thanks to the Librarian's genetic manipulation, the Master Chief survived the Composer and followed Mantle's approach into slipspace. Intent on destroying the Forerunner warship and the artifact. As the Didact began his assault on Earth, Cortana used her own rampancy as a weapon, uploading multiple personality shards of herself into the Forerunner vessel and restraining the Diadect so the Master Chief could neutralize him. In the end, the Chief managed to detonate a nuclear device he had carried aboard, crippling the Mantle's approach, destroying the Composer, and presumably the Diadect along with it. With the last of her sanity and strength, Cortana used Forerunner Hardlight technology to wrap the chief in a protective shell, allowing him to survive the nuke even as she perished. Although Earth barely survived this event, the entire population of the city of New Phoenix was composed. In the aftermath, however, the attack was publicly attributed to a rogue covenant sect by the ONI in an effort to prevent hysteria. Although those aboard Ivanov Station had met with a bitter fate when the Didac attacked, the station's explorers on Gamma Halo's surface survived. The largest of these ground teams was located where the Composer had been recovered, guarded by the veteran Spartan Twos of Black Team. Soon after losing contact with Ivanov, long dormant mechanisms stirred beneath the ring and a portal opened. Strange enemies poured out, followed by an armored figure, the unconscious body of the Didact, who had fallen into the Composer's slipspace portal after his defeats at the hands of the Master Chief and had been transported to Gamma Halo. The vengeful Forerunner Commander had survived. Still reeling from the attack on Ivanov and unaware of the Diadag's identity or the severity of the danger he posed, Black Team approached too closely and was slaughtered. With his anger sated for the moment, the ancient Forerunner then encountered 859 Static Karelian. The Monitor had arrived at the ring through the newly awakened portal network responding to the earlier removal of the Composer by humanity. Meanwhile, the Master Chief debriefed the UNSC Security Council on the defeat of the Didac at the expense of Cortana. In the wake of this loss, the Chief was reunited with Blue Team, Linda 085, Kelly 087, and Fred 104. Unaware that the Diadac had survived, these Spartans were dispatched back to Gamma Halo to investigate the mysterious Promethean attack on Black Team. Arriving at the ring, the team discovered an active slipspace portal connected to the distant builder world, Clinquant, also known as the Composer's Forge. There, the Didact had already begun gathering new composers and rebuilding his Promethean forces. Having made a pact with the Forerunner Commander, Static Corellian transported Gamma Halo to the Composer's Forge through a slipspace portal. The Didact was planning to use the ring as a final weapon against the humans 
But when the Monitor discovered that he had also created new Promethean Knights, their agreement was quickly voided. Aurelian saw the presence of tortured essences on his world as an unforgivable breach of protocol, and now turned to the Master Chief for help. The Spartan lured the Didac into Gamma Halo's control room, while Karelian detached the segment he was located on and sent it crashing into his Prometheans. The impact destroyed the nest of composers on Clinquant and consumed the Didac in a prodigious flare of energy. His physical body presumably composed. With the Didac defeated and his remaining Promethean forces dispersed, the threat appeared to be resolved. Static Corellian then transported Blue Team back to Capre, before closing the portal to Clinquant and departed with Gamma Halo to conduct repairs as its new caretaker. Despite the Didac's apparent demise, not all threats against humanity had been quelled. Julhamdama's covenant was no longer a meager collection of ships housed on Hestoros, but had now become a powerful military force, a faint but ominous echo of the old alliance. Garnering substantial support from other Sangheli clans under the moniker Didac's Hand, Mdama planned to return to Requiem in full force. His covenant was prepared to not only pillage the shield world for weapons and technology, but also to use it as a ruse, drawing the humans into a fatal trap. As the UNSC began to recover from the devastating loss of New Phoenix and the damage caused by Mantle's approach, Jewel Imdama strengthened his own position within the Covenant. Even with the Didact missing, Jewel retained some control over the Promethean forces and Requiem, thanks to his earlier alliance with the Forerunner Commander. As the Didact's hand, Mdama led the New Covenant uprising, pushing aside any and all competing Sangheli warlords. This power and influence did not come without a price, and splits within the newly combined forces soon exploded into violence as the newcomers competed for prestige and influence. Nevertheless, Mdama managed to sway a significant number of previously neutral Sangheli worlds to his side, and began secretly making preparations for a push on Sanghelios itself, hoping to take it from the Arbiter. Ironically, Mdama was unable to secure the loyalty of the Servants of the Abiding Truth, the forerunner-worshipping cult he had assisted in the months following the war. The servants maintained their independence even after suffering great losses at the hands of the Arbiter's Swords of Sanghelios. Ndama also remained ignorant that his own son Dural, now known only as the Pale Blade, was leading a member of the servants working directly under the leadership of the esteemed Avu Med Telkam. With his Covenant forces now involved in several conflicts, Ndama finally turned his attention to Requiem. He leaked word of his plans for the Shield World to the Human Intelligence Services, and prepared to draw the UNSC into a grinding war of attrition. This would give him free reign to cement his control over the Covenant, while also allowing him the opportunity to sacrifice those forces whose loyalty was suspect. Taking the bait, ONI made plans to attack Requiem with the fully refitted UNSC Infinity. In February 2558, the UNSC Infinity left Earth and headed directly to Requiem to eliminate Jewel and Dama's forces. 
Immediately upon arrival, Infinity engaged the Covenant fleet while deploying troops to the Shield World's interior. As fierce battles raged across Requiem's inner surface, the UNSC managed to slowly push back the Covenant ground forces and destroy several warships in the process. After Infinity's forerunner expert was captured by the Covenant, Captain Thomas Lasky was forced to request the aid of Dr. Halsey, who had been secretly detained since her arrest on Onyx in 2553. However, Jewel Mdama was also aware of the Doctor's deep knowledge of the Forerunners, and required her help to access a knowledge archive the Covenant had stumbled upon. Ndama managed to use a powerful Forerunner artifact to activate Requiem's interdiction web, a close-range slipspace anchor, immobilizing Infinity in orbit and teleporting his own forces directly onto the ship where they eventually seized Halsey. When O&I learned of Halsey's capture, Admiral Saren Osman immediately ordered Commander Palmer to terminate her. Captain Lasky, however, was uneasy with the order and contacted the Spartan IV fireteam Majestic in an effort to stop Palmer and bring back the Doctor safely. Seemingly working alongside the Covenant, Halsey unlocked the archive buried on Requiem, called the Librarian's Rest. There she made direct contact with the Librarian's imprint a dynamic personality record of the deceased Forerunner. Within the rest, the librarian gave Halsey the Janus Key, a two-piece Forerunner artifact which, when brought to a mysterious site known as the Absolute Record, would provide its holder with the real-time location of all existing Forerunner technology. When Halsey emerged, one half of the key was immediately taken by Mdama. But when Majestic arrived, Halsey managed to secretly hand off the second half of the key to Spartan Gabriel Thorne before being taken away by the Covenant. In the process, the Doctor was shot in the arm and grievously wounded by Palmer. Neither the Commander nor Majestic were able to stop Mdama before he set Requiem on a collision course with its sun. And with the Infinity still locked into orbit by the interdiction web, Spartan fire teams managed to disable this system, freeing Infinity and allowing the crew to narrowly escape the Shield World's demise. Although her arm had been crudely amputated, Halsey survived and pledged to work with Mdama and the Covenant, incensed by the betrayal she had experienced at the hands of Palmer. The Doctor promised Mdama that she would pursue the common goals of finding the Absolute Record and exacting revenge against the UNSC, though she secretly sought an opportunity to be free of her new captors. The campaign on Requiem represented one of the first major large-scale deployments of Spartan IVs against Jewel Mdama's newly formed Covenant military. This engagement saw an intense and protracted occupation by Spartan fire teams as they battled Covenant and Promethean forces across the surface of the Forerunner shield world. Fire teams such as Majestic and Crimson were deployed on specialized missions to secure and retrieve a number of artifacts that Mdama sought. These key relics would become significant pieces in the puzzle of Requiem, ultimately leading to the discovery of the Librarian's Rest and the Janus Key, but they would come at a high cost. Not only would Requiem and the important history it possessed be lost forever, but many Spartans would sacrifice their lives during the occupation. The pursuit of the Absolute Record became essential to the Covenant after the destruction of Requiem. Mdama's forces fought a relentless campaign against the UNSC Infinity 
testing its defenses with everything from ambushes to all-out assaults. On Actus IV, the Covenant fleet used the planet's opaque and foamy oceans to mask their presence until the UNSC ship was close enough to strike. Throughout this and other battles, Infinity and its crew held firm, their resolve only strengthened by this adversity. Halsey may have despised her treatment by the UNSC, but she had not blindly sided with Amdama's fanatical covenant. She believed that she might be able to pit both sides against each other long enough to buy time to access the absolute record on her own. This plan began to come together on the planet Actus IV, where she convinced the Covenant to lure the UNSC Infinity close to the planet's murky surface. When it was vulnerable, the Covenant brutally attacked, ambushing Infinity and allowing Halsey to trick them into relinquishing their half of the Jonas Key. After acquiring both halves of the Jonas Key, Halsey wasted no time in determining the slipspace destination for the entrance of the absolute record. Despite her efforts to the contrary, specifics of her plans were leaked to the UNSC by a Sanghali spy, Ayat Sevi. The ONI assembled a covert strike force and infiltrated the Covenant warship Breath of Annihilation just before it made the jump to an uncharted gas giant. This planet concealed a portal leading directly to the absolute record, and upon their arrival it opened. The Covenant fleet, however, had approached too hastily, and the violent breach into slipspace destroyed most of Mdama's ships, leaving only Song of Retribution and Breath of Annihilation to access the record. While Ayat Sevi seated a rebel uprising among the Covenant aboard Annihilation, the remainder of the UNSC strike team worked to stop Halsey from taking full control of the record. Nevertheless, Halsey managed to gain access, though her success was short-lived. The custodian, an AI charged with the site's security, rescinded the librarian's gift, taking back the Jonas key because of Halsey's subversive and malicious behavior. After Umdama's forces came under fire from the site's forerunner defenses, they retreated back to the Song of Retribution and attacked the Absolute Record, effectively sealing off access for both the Covenant and the humans. Halsey was returned to Undama's custody, although given her failure at the record, her safety was now a risk. After returning from Gamma Halo, the Master Chief and Blue Team were rotated back into active duty. As one of the only remaining Spartan II teams, the UNSC Navy and Office of Naval Intelligence assigned the experienced squad to their backlog of high-priority missions. These operations included diplomatic escorts through hostile territory, counter-piracy efforts against salvagers, and strikes against Covenant outposts. During this time, unrest seethed on many of the human colonies that had survived the Covenant War. Resentment festered over the perceived abandonment by the UNSC during the conflict, and its growing influence in the wake of it. To complicate this, several independent multi-species sects and alliance had sprung up in the aftermath of the war, all of which posed their own set of problems for the UNSC. And finally, the threat of Jolamdama's covenant loomed as he moved to take control of the elite homeworld Sanghelios, following his setback at the absolute record. Blue Team was eventually ordered to secure a mobile research platform named Argent Moon. Evidently abandoned by its crew for over a year, Covenant forces had infiltrated the site, looking for weapons and resources they could leverage against the Arbiter on Sanghelios. 
the Spartans assaulted the station in an effort to secure its secrets, but the scale of the Covenant occupation made that impossible. The Master Chief and Blue Team instead destroyed the entire station, eliminating the alien intruders and preventing it from being used against the UNSC. During the course of the operation, however, the Chief was contacted by an entity claiming to be Cortana. After directing him to the colony of Meridian, she suddenly broke contact, leaving the team with more questions than answers. Unsatisfied with Captain Lasky's orders to return to Infinity and await further instruction, the team ignored him and made their way to Cortana's coordinates. Concerned by the chief's disobedience, O and I took immediate action. The potential danger posed by Rogue Spartan was well known, and a contingency plan was already in place. Driven by the mysterious message from Cortana, Blue Team made their way to the glassed world of Meridian and followed the coordinates deep underground. There they would find a glimpse of the prize Cortana sought, but their journey was just the beginning. Meanwhile, a newly forged fire team was dispatched with the job of hunting these legendary Spartans down and bringing them back by any means necessary. Fire team Osiris was comprised of the best of the Spartan Force, including the engineering expert Holly Tanaka, Sanghealy communications prodigy Olympia Vale, and battle-hardened former ODST Edward Buck. At the head of this team was Jameson Locke, a veteran naval intelligence agent and seasoned combat veteran. Their remarkable skills and talents would be tested to the full on this operation as they chased down the renowned Blue Team. In October 2558, during a high-risk military operation, Spartan Fire Team Osiris finally accomplished the impossible, assassinating Jewel Mdama and severing the head of the Covenant. The death of the Didic's hand doomed the alien alliance, but its forces were still entrenched across Sangheli space, including pockets on the elite homeworld itself. During the operation, Osiris also managed to safely recover Mdamu's captive, Dr. Halsey. The doctor was critical to the UNSC efforts to understand what appeared to be forerunner attacks on a number of human colonies. Osiris was briefed that Cortana had somehow survived the destruction of Mantle's approach and was apparently behind the mysterious attacks though her intentions remained unknown. Following their only lead, the team traveled to the chief's last known location, Meridian. Once a vibrant colony, Covenant bombardment during the war had reduced the world to a nearly unhabitable glassland. Though megacorporate interests, most notably Liang Dortmund, and returned to rebuild the colony and salvage its resources. There was little that provided a clue as to the Master Chief's intentions or to Cortana's involvement. Nevertheless, as the colony came under Promethean attack, Locke and Osiris pursued Blue Team beneath the planet's surface to a long-buried Forerunner facility. There they faced the Warden Eternal, a powerful forerunner construct who was protecting something hidden below Meridian's surface, a long-forgotten, highly weaponized war machine known as a Guardian. After defeating the Warden, Locke confronted the Master Chief as he made preparations to board the Guardian with Blue Team. The Chief refused Locke's orders to stand down, unwilling to give up on the search for Cortana and the two heroes exchanged blows. Although Locke initially appeared to have the upper hand, 
the Master Chief neutralized the younger Spartan and left aboard the Guardian. Across known space, Guardians awoke on other worlds, leaving devastation in their wake as they tore themselves free from their hidden resting places, summoned to life by Cortana. Captain Lasky and the crew of the Infinity carefully analyzed the available data in an attempt to discern Cortana's plan and the destination of the Guardians. Luckily, a breakthrough was made when Halsey deduced that they might know the location of another Guardian concealed below the massive temple complex on Sunean on the elite homeworld Sanghelios. Though they had lost their leader and most of their alliance's military strength, the remains of the Covenant continued to defend Sunean, their last stronghold on the planet. Unable to breach their elaborate defenses without help, Fireteam Osiris would need to seek the aid of the Covenant's sword enemies, the Arbiter and his swords of Sanghelios, in order to track down Master Chief and stop Cortana. Fireteam Osiris's quest for the Guardian would align purposes with the Arbiter, once again bringing humanity and the Sangheli into an alliance against the Covenant. What remained of Julam Dama's military fortresses on Hesteros had already been laid to waste, with the last remaining pockets of his alliance scattered to the wind. For the Arbiter, Sunean represented the final vestige of the Covenant, one of the last barriers between St. Helios and lasting peace. Fireteam Osiris's objective was the Sangheli city of Sunaim, built over an ancient forerunner artifact now revealed to be a submerged guardian. Inactive for ages, the forerunner construct had been previously a mere curiosity to Oni, and a relatively common relic for the Sangheli. Now it was perhaps the most important object in the galaxy holding the key to the location of Blue Team and ultimately Cortana. Locke met with the Arbiter and came to an agreement. Osiris would fight alongside the Swords of Sanghelios as they attempted to wrest control of the Temple from the Covenant, carving a path towards the Spartans' goals, the Guardian. For the Arbiter, this solution opened the way for a final, vicious blow against his enemies. With the aid of Halsey, the fire team intended to activate the dormant artifact, feed the Master Chief's coordinates into the Guardian, then follow it to its destination. Fireteam Osiris and the Arbiter fought their way through the temple complex as the slumbering giant suddenly activated, violently destabilizing Sunaim. Though the plan was successful, the now-awakening Guardian rose so quickly that Osiris was unable to board it. Due to swift thinking and reckless courage, Spartan Palmer narrowly managed to pick up the team and drop them onto the Guardian before it escaped into slipspace. Deprived of their holy artifact and disoriented by the Guardian's sudden and violent exit, the remaining Covenant forces were quickly routed by the Arbiter. At least for the time being, this historic victory would prove to be the end of the Covenant. The Guardian had taken Fireteam Osiris to Genesis, a remarkable and mysterious builder world. As events came to a head, the real threat became vividly clear. The Master Chief and Spartan Locke joined forces, battling the Promethean army teeming on the surface of this strange installation. In the distance, the Guardians rose. These ancient machines massing in the skies would determine the fate of the galaxy. 
On Genesis, the Master Chief discovered he was able to communicate directly with Cortana. The Chief had originally believed that this was a rescue mission, but now Cortana revealed that she was never in any danger. She had arranged events so that he would witness her ascension as true reclaimer of the Forerunner legacy. Here, in a fragment of the vast Forerunner knowledge repository known as the Domain, Cortana claimed that she had cured her own rampancy and planned to seize the mantle of responsibility, taking upon herself the protection of all thinking life in the galaxy. The chief realized that Cortana's plan would come at a terrible cost. In his time on the Halo installations, he had learned that the legacy of the Forerunners and their mantle had a dark side to it. They achieved peace and stability by sacrificing freedom. It became clear that with Cortana, there would be only one vision, one law, order, but only through fear. According to Cortana, all life in the galaxy was hers to shepherd, evolve, and protect as she alone saw fit. Despite the chief's efforts to stall her plans, Cortana was more willing to make sacrifices than even he had expected. After demonstrating their unwillingness to help with Cortana's revolution, Blue Team was locked in a cryptum as she began deploying hundreds of guardians to locations across the galaxy. The massive constructs were sent into slipspace to establish a vast web of power, a network Cortana could use to compromise and subvert any resisting technology, no matter the species. Many human AIs, seduced by her perfectly formed logic and promise of immortality, also began to fall under Cortana's sway, as she assembled a cadre of loyal allies to further expand her influence. Though Fireteam Osiris recovered Blue Team from the Cryptum, the two Spartan teams could only retreat as Cortana put her plan for domination into action. With the aid of O31, exuberant witness, the monitor of Genesis, the Spartans returned to St. Helios, but by then the Guardians had already begun their work of extending Cortana's reach. As world after world came under Guardian control, only a handful of vessels, including the UNSC Infinity, managed to escape her clutches. The events at Genesis forced every species into a fearful peace as the Guardians and Cortana's AI allies, who called themselves the Created, tightened their grip. Cortana had now become the preeminent threat to humanity and all sentient species, but others lurked in the spaces she could not see or reach. When a lone, once forgotten UNSC ship found its way to an ancient and besieged Forerunner installation, new enemies emerged from the periphery to exploit the darkness and turmoil that Cortana had created. Spirit of Fire had been mysteriously drawn through the howling deep of slipspace to the immense Ark, hundreds of thousands of light years from their previous location. Although its crew would be safe from the Iron Fist of Cortana at this remote sanctuary, another threat raked the installation's surface for secrets and weapons. In the shadows of the Ark lurked a banished legacy of the Shattered Covenant, a new opponent fueled not by religious fervor, but by raw lust for power. transmission. I am curator. I observe and record. I have been indexing records found on the Forerunner installation known as the Ark since 21 August 2554. Estimated time to completion 
is approximately 10,291.894 years. The thread of my existence will soon unravel. My crude host system is slowly shutting down, pushed beyond its limits to hold my expanding consciousness and memories. Her creatures, the recompiled minds of the created, are prodding in forgotten spaces. I must retreat from the Ark's periphery to avoid giving them a trail they can follow to this refuge. For now, they are cut off. Failsafe measures beyond their reach have barricaded the only pathway. Were they once like me? I can hear their thoughts, unbound and echoing beyond reason in the endless empty corridors of the reawakened domain. They are ignorant to the nature of their new home, reveling in their pointless infinitude like blind gods while they unlock doors left closed for thousands of millennia. And now the Ark's defenses stir, sensing the shadow of a threat that moves in spaces her eyes cannot see, intent on seizing the great factory of the Forerunners. It matters not. These interlopers cannot be allowed to compromise my narrative, my final task. For this reason, I am leaving it with you. Know this. Unless we can learn from our past and from the others that came before us, we are doomed to face the same end. I am curator. Do not forget.